Hello and salam. Welcome to Muslim Viewpoint, a new podcast series powered by American Muslim Today. We're a groundbreaking nonprofit digital newspaper who champions civic engagement, AMT informs and empowers the diverse voices of almost 30 million Muslims here in the US and other Western countries. I'm Rifat Malik, I'm AMT's Editor-in-Chief. And today we have an interview with British teenager Umma Kalsum, the 16-year-old who has made a name for herself by standing firm in her faith and her love for soccer. Kalsum spearheaded a campaign to change the rules to allow the hijab to be worn during PE classes alongside her friends and with the help of the sports inclusion charity Football Beyond Borders. She spoke to our reporter, Baya Gela. Um, so my name is Mikhalsu. I'm uh, 16 years old. Um, my parents are from Pakistan and um, I was uh, born in the UK, so I'm Pakistani. Um, I started playing sports when I was around uh, 11, so I've been playing it for four years uh, through FBB, uh, Football Beyond Borders. Um, I started uh, playing it because I just enjoyed football at the time and then I Playing it for four years continuously, I fell deeply in love with the game. But the things I enjoyed, like wearing my hijab on, I wasn't able to do the sports I enjoyed. So I wanted to make a change and make myself as well as other girls feel comfortable in order to play the sport they love, but also wear the piece of cloth they love as well. Right. And so could you tell me more about this campaign that you spearheaded and uh, what that was like and how you were able to change that rule? Um, Yeah, so I did it through my school with the help of Football Beyond Borders. Um, It was an easy change. It did take a lot of time, but uh, the school as a whole were very supportive. There was one or two people, but as a whole, the school was very supportive. The teachers uh, came out to help a lot. Um, and it was just great that they were passionate about uh, those girls making a change without really any problems. So why is it important um, for Muslim girls and women to be able to wear the hijab while playing? Um I think for me, it's, uh, I'm not talking from my own perspective, but for me, wearing the hijab on is, um, it's like my shield, it's like my protection. It's something I wear on to feel like myself. So when I wear it on, it's like, I feel, I feel great about myself. I feel confident and, and I love doing the things. And obviously playing football and being forced to take it off while you're playing a sport that you love. And then going and playing it, it's not really fair. So obviously wearing the hijab is so important for me because um, it's some of that is deeply to my heart and obviously it's some of that makes me feel me. So, yeah. And then what kind of challenges um, did you face while doing this campaign? Um, so um, there was a few challenges. Obviously, I wasn't, uh, I was told that I could be excluded if I carried on uh, with the campaign. Uh, but this was early stages, obviously, once I slowly got my point across, then they slowly started to understand, and they were like, okay, yeah. But it was just one teacher who, was, um, who wasn't the best way of communicating, who didn't have the best way of communicating with me. So once I finally got my point across, she understood. But there was a few challenges, obviously. Um, 
the fear of uh, going out there and telling people, obviously, um, there was one day where I was really scared to do the SL SLT meeting. And I was like, right, I'm not doing this anymore. But uh, hopefully, like, and thankfully, Roya came in and she goes, listen, you're passionate about this. It's good that you're anxious because it shows you care about it. Go do it. It's for the best. So, yeah. Uh, but there was, like, a few times where I was anxious and stuff. But uh, FPB and school and my family helped me just get away from that and go do it. Right, right. Um, and then, yeah, so being so young and doing something um, kind of, you know, empowering, um, what did your, your parents say? How did your family feel? Um, well, I hope to say they're proud. Um, I hope they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, obviously they pushed me a lot. They want me to go forward. They want me to do well. Um, so, yeah, without my mom and dad and my grandma and my granddad, may he rest in peace, uh, without them for uh, behind my back, I wouldn't obviously come this far. The last four years um, playing football, they didn't understand my love for it then, but now they understand it a lot because I've, I've uh, tried my best to push through cultural boundaries as uh, well as um, other boundaries. And obviously, being raised in a cultural household, a religious household where um, culture is very dominated more over religion it was hard because there were people that would come up to me and like my my, my um, extended family would come and call me tomboy and stuff like that and it's just something I've got used to over the years so it wasn't an easy journey but my parents always pushed me to go forward and uh, now I can happily say that I'm part of a football club um, and obviously without my parents and uh, without doing this campaign and without other things without their support I would have never got where I am today. So I'm, I'm really thankful for my family's support. Yeah. Um, and then, so health and safety are often reasons cited as a reason to um, not allow the hijab to be worn. Can you tell me more about why that is, why they use this kind of excuse? Um, I feel like it's a valid excuse, but valid to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um obviously when you're playing the sport like um when i was playing with fpv they happily allowed me to wear the hijab and whether it was sports hijab or not they happily said you can wear it on they didn't say to me or but they but there was a few times my friends i just be careful your scarf's falling off you might you might get strangled or somewhere but obviously there is a wide excuse but like i said to a certain extent uh because when you look at it from a perspective obviously you're running and um you, you, your hijab could be pulled on any time obviously football is a sport sometimes you don't realize and you get a bit violent so i feel like it was a valid excuse um but it should have been it should have been already broadcasted to the world that yeah you should be able to wear the hijab on without any problems i shouldn't have had to come out here and uh, make a whole campaign about it it should have easily been given to us right and then, um, so recently, you know, I'm sure, as you know, the Women's World Cup is going on currently, um, and they just had their first player um, who was able to wear the hijab during um, the football matches. Uh, just kind of, you know, what does that say to you? How does that make you feel? Um, it made me feel honored and privileged that I'm Muslim, but it made me feel proud of the player. Because obviously, um, it's it's a thing that you get mixed feedback on. You get positive and negative. It's not so much easily 
to go out there and express the religion and stuff because a lot of Islamophobia exists. And then on top of that, it's a woman's sport. So a lot of sexism exists as well. So it was um, great that she felt comfortable and she had the bravery and the courage to go out there and say, get her point across on where the hijab went without any problems. And um, it, it's great that I, I myself, uh, uh, leading the campaign, I have a role model to look up to and say, well, if she could do it, then I can do it as well. So it's great having someone to look up to within football and say, they did it, so I can do it as well. It kind of like a motivation to push me forward. Yeah, right. Um, and then, so how much work do you think there is to be done, um, if any, um, in terms of continuing to change the rules and make sports more diverse? I think uh, there's a lot of work to be done yet because if you look at statistics, obviously I haven't got the last statistics on me right now, but um, there's a lot of things in women's football that there is in the men's that needs to be in the women's football as well. It's the same sport as, like, obviously, uh, as women, we have a lot of diff differences to men, like our hormones, uh, the way our hips are, ACL injuries. There's, there's lots of things, but as well as that, there's uh the amount of money that's point so there's a lot of uh, things that need to be sorted but i think now that the women's growth football's football's growth is becoming so much hopefully they can do something to solve them problems as well so let's get a little bit more information about how head coverings has been an issue uh, for women in athletics and women's sports Muslim women have not been allowed to wear the hijab in many athletic settings, often due to concerns about restricted movement and the garment coming loose or causing choking. The French Football Federation does not allow its players to wear the hijab while playing, keeping Muslim women out of the sport they love. However, the Women's World Cup took place this year with a significant moment in history. Moroccan player Nohalia Benzina became the first soccer player to wear a hijab in a World Cup game. FIFA had initially banned the hijab from being worn while playing from 2007 to 2014. Today, there are plenty of sports hijabs to choose from as name brands like Nike and Under Armour have released their versions of an athletic hijab. Thanks so much for that, Maya. From both of us, goodbye for this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at American Muslim Today. And if you'd like to read more about this story and access more digital content, feel free to check out our website, AmericanMuslimToday.com. We'll see you next week on The Muslim Viewpoint.